0: Learn all about investing in real estate in Denton, Texas, with a combination of real estate financial planning and modeling with numbers specific to Denton, plus syndicated, more generalized recordings of live and pre-recorded real estate investing classes, not all of them specific to Denton. Be sure to stay tuned after the podcast for a message from our sponsors. Well, good afternoon and welcome, everyone. This is James Orr, and we are doing something brand new. I've never done this before. I've been watching these uh, reaction videos where we have musicians listen to bands for the first time, and we get their kind of like natural, unscripted reaction to hearing some of these epic songs. And so I thought I would do something that I've never done before, and that is a, a chart reaction video from James. So, um, I did look at these for the briefest amount of time beforehand, but I didn't really prepare anything written. Um, so what I wanted to do is a housing starts reaction video. So, these are charts. There's two charts that I'm gonna go over. And this is gonna be a relatively short video. I'm trying to get these uh kind of like podcast episodes down to about 15 minutes each. So we'll see how I do on this one. Uh, but this is Bill McBride from the calculatedriskblog.com. Um, if you haven't seen his stuff, some really good data on there about the real estate market. And he shared an article from a housing economist, Tom Lawler, who I'm not super familiar with, but seems like a pretty smart guy from what the article said. And uh, he had two images in there about housing starts. One of them was was for single family homes and the other one was for 5 plus multi unit. And so real estate investors that are interested in new construction or um specifically um like larger multi family, you know, 5 plus units um kind of multi family properties. Uh you'll find these charts super interesting and I I think I'm going to talk a little bit about inventory. So I'll put the URL to the actual article with the two images in the show notes for you if you want to go look it up. And I'd recommend you check out Bill's uh, blog uh, for some additional content over time. But uh, this is what I'm going to be going over. So here's chart number one. And uh, chart number one, it's a chart going all the way back to 1969, all the way through to basically current time. And this is October of 2022 that we're recording this. And it came out, the, uh, the, the, the post was sent to me today via email. And it is the new construction, housing starts, and completions. So it shows two lines on here, basically one showing how many new construction properties, one unit structures, so single-family homes, uh, were started, and then how many were completed. And the the two different lines show you how many were started and how many were completed. So you can get a gauge of, you know, if we're starting a whole bunch and then we have a little delay and when we complete them or or what's exactly happening. In addition, on this particular chart... Bill McBride also points out any recessions we had. So the recessions are these vertical blue bands, showing you when we entered recessions. And so the uh, the numbers are in uh, thousands. So it started off in 1969. Uh, We had about I don't know, just eyeballing it there, about 900,000 new construction starts. And it is seasonally annual adjusted uh, rolling average for these. So it kind of gives you an idea of what the past 12 months were for doing this. So in about uh, January of 1969, we were doing about 900,000 new construction properties being started and about, I don't know, 870,000 or so um, actual completions. And so The number of starts exceeded the number of completions. So we were basically building, we were starting more than we were delivering, if you kind of think about it that way. Um, And then that started, in 1969, we started on a decline. And so we started to decline as we headed into a recession in about 1970 or so. And so at that point, the number of starts went slightly under the number of completions. So we, we started building fewer. And I, by we, I mean like the, the nation. So this is not just me. And I assume this is US, by the way. I don't know if it's true or not, uh, but I believe this is the United States housing starts and completions. And so anyway, I into 1970. They were starting fewer than they were completing. So we had this kind of reversal as we entered in that recession. And then there was a like, bottoming out, so you know, probably midway through 1970. And we started uh, you know starting more than we were actually completing and so during the period from about 1970 midway through 1970 all the way up to a peak on about what year is this or so 1973 or so we were starting a lot more than we were completing and then we kind of tapered off so in 1970 it kind of peaked out at about 1.3 million housing starts and we were completing about one I don't know whatever that is 1.2 million. So we were kind of delayed a little bit getting these started. And then we started starting fewer until we kind of um, let the kind of market catch up and our completions kind of lag behind um, as we entered into the recession. So one of the interesting things to kind of point out about this chart so far is it looks like the new construction starts, start tapering off before we enter a recession. So this is sort of a early warning sign that we're heading into some trouble. I mean, just from the data so far. And it's only like, you know, one little crest to kind of give you an idea of that. But I have a feeling this trend is gonna kind of uh, go there. And it's not gonna be universally true, but I think that you will see that it is sometimes mostly true. So anyway, we had this kind of peak of starts and then it lagged behind as we went through this recession, starting in about 1974, running through, uh, all the way through 74 into 75, where we are starting fewer than we are completing. And then we bottomed out again around, I don't know, whatever this is, um, 820,000 or so starts, about 800,000 completions. I'm sorry, um, 800,000, 820,000 completions, about 800,000 starts. And then after the recession was kind of over. The blue band is kind of done. Then we started to rise again. So 1975. So 1975, we had a few good years here where the number of starts was increasing rapidly until we got over 1.4 million starts and the completions were lagging behind. But then around 1977, 1977 or so, we started to kind of um, stabilize a little bit around 1.45, you know, 1. 1.5 uh, million starts. And the number of completions was under 1.4 that we were doing. And then eventually, about a year later, we were kind of hovering around that 1.45 million. Um, We started starting, we began starting less houses, and that was leading into another recession. In fact, there were two recessions. There was a 1980s one, and then there looked like a 1980 and a half, you know, 1980 mid-year. So then we started another recession, second one. And so during those times, we had a slowing in the number of starts and a slowing in the number of completions that we got through. And we also dipped again as we entered that second one. So we, we kind of significantly reduced the number of starts we had back down to uh, like low 800,000. But then we jumped back up a little bit right before the recession to about, I don't know, eight, like almost 900,000. But then we dove back down significantly as we entered in the second recession about 1981 and a half, all the way down to 600,000 starts. So 600,000 starts. Was pretty low for the time for looking back historically. Um, you know, we don't get low again. We don't get lower than that again until we get to 2008. So, anyway, then after this recession in 1983, um, the number of starts increased and the number of completions kind of lagged behind. But we were always around this like, I don't know, a million or so once we got to um, kind of speed there with the number of starts. It kind of peaked out at 1.2. And then we had another recession in the 1990, mid-year or so, um, and we did kind of start coming down. This was a slower decline than we'd seen in the previous two. So we kind of started um, not building as much in 1987, and it slowly declined all the way through the end of that recession after 1991. And then from 1991, we were doing about 800,000 starts at about that point. And then for about 800,000 starts all the way up, it kind of grew. There was a little bit of a pullback in 1994, a little bit of a pullback again, in 1996, a little bit of pullback in 2000, but we were always above this 1 million starts mark going to there. And we eventually peaked out in about 2006 or so, where we had about 1.7 million housing starts. Now, remember, this is 2007, right before we had this big real estate market crash. And some would argue that you know there were signs of stuff going on there, but the builders were aware. I mean, they, they knew what was going on. They started doing less starts with their housing. And we saw a significant precipitous drop from the about 1.7 million housing starts through the recession in 2008, 2009, um, where it bottomed out at about low 400,000. So we went from producing about 1.7 million to about 400,000 new construction starts. Now, at this point, I want to pause. And I want to tell you that if you just eyeball it, I haven't done any math on this, but if you just eyeball it, it looks like the average. There are definitely times significantly above. There are definitely times significantly below. But the average number of housing starts is about a million. You know, sometimes it's as low as, you know. The 400,000 that we just kind of talked about, you know, 600,000 back in 1982, uh, but it's been as high as, you know, 1.45, it's been as high, and that was in 1978, or as as high as 1.7 million uh, back in 2006. But overall, we've kind of hovered around this 1 million housing kind of points. And remember, this is going all the way back to 1970. Was the population of the United States lower or higher than it is now? It was lower. And so you'd expect... One might expect, you know, a reasonable assumption might be that with an increasing population, we might need to build more housing, kind of replace the old stock that's being demolished or kind of getting uh, removed from the the circulation there and also an increasing population there. So for a period of time going from whatever this is, you know, 2010 um, all the way through to about, oh, about 2021, so about 11 years or so we were significantly below that 1 million per year mark. So we were producing, new construction was, was starting less than 1 million houses. So we had a, a net shortage of properties that we were starting at that point. So if you think about this, we were building fewer than we needed for the last decade or so. And in the last year or two, you know, if we look at this is uh, 2022 right now, um, and we kind of just dropped off. But if you look at the last couple, you know, we were producing, I don't know, maybe close to 1.2 million, probably 1.15 million properties. And then we kind of started tapering off. We had a little decline here. I think this must have been kind of covid happening here. And then we kind of bump back up, maybe some uh, supply chain issues and, and things of that nature. But we've, we've noticed the last, whatever time period this is, maybe half a year or so, we've seen a drop off in the number of houses being started. And we were going from about 1.15 million to the last data point on here, which looks like toward the end of the year, so probably right about now, um, it's probably about 1.1 million. And the number of completions is lagging behind. So the point I'm trying to make here with this my kind of first reaction to this is historically for the last 10 years or so, and if you go back, this, this kind of precipitous drop from 2006 all the way through 2009 or so, we, you know, we were starting to drastically reduce the number of new construction properties that we were building. And then for about 10 years, we were under the average of what we've been needing to build um, in order to have the number of housing starts. And so right now we're kind of like recovering. And this is a sign that maybe with this peaking out, That we will likely see a recession, and I I don't think that's too hard of a prediction to make. With uh, as as rapidly and aggressively as the Fed has been increasing interest rates in order to get inflation under control, that we might be heading into a recession. I I think that's partly what they said is that this might hurt a little bit, but we're going to try to get inflation under control. So you could see this reflected in housing starts. Is kind of the point I'm trying to make. Now there are definitely some false kind of like tops when you look at this. You know, a little apex here for. 1994, where it looks like there was kind of a turnaround, but we didn't enter a recession. Another one, 1996 or so, where we didn't quite enter a recession. Another one here in 1999, where you know it took a little while, but we entered a recession. And back here, there was kind of another little dip. But overall, I would say there tends to be a pattern that when new construction starts to crest, where we're not doing as many starts anymore and we start uh, producing less new houses than we did before. That is a early warning sign that we are heading into recession. I don't know if this is universally true. I'm just interpreting the map. This is my reaction to it. Okay. So that is all the single family homes, one unit structures rolling 12 months. Now let's take a look at the next one. This one is similar chart, except this is showing housing starts and completions for five plus units. So an interesting thing about five plus units, just kind of a backstory here. If you want to buy a single-family home, duplex, triplex, or fourplex, you can use a lot of the uh, traditional residential mortgage financing. You can get a you know FHA loan to buy a single-family home, duplex, triplex, or fourplex. You can do a VA home to buy a single-family home, duplex, triplex, or fourplex, as long as you owner-occupy it. You know this is very uh, this conventional financing for being able to get up to four units. But as soon as you get five units or greater, it's it, it transitions to a commercial loan. And most of the commercial loans, there's exceptions to this, but most of the commercial loans that are available um, tend to be some type of adjustable rate mortgage, and they tend to be for less than thirty year fixed terms. So you may have a thirty year amortization schedule, but the loan might be a ten year loan that um, you know you either need to it has a balloon on it, which you need to pay up the whole thing, or refinance it after ten years. Or there might be a you know five year period, and then another five year period, then another five year period, and then you need to balloon or pay it off or something like that. So it's very different financing for these. These tend to be the investment properties that a lot of Know investors want to scale up into. You, you don't have to scale up into it. You could start here. But a lot of investors think about that, where they thought, we're going to start with you know four green houses, and then I'm going to roll up into a red hotel sort of idea of these larger multifamily properties. Okay. So let's look back. Same, same data points. Um, housing starts. Uh, this is sen- sen- seasonally adjusted um, annual rate, rolling average, 12-month period. Again, it's in uh, thousands. Again, we're showing completions and starts, and recessions are highlighted here. Um, and You know, it does the same pattern occur for these kind of multifamily properties. And I think largely they do. I mean, we kind of look at the blue line. Just, let's look at starts. Yeah, it kind of peaks out and then we have a recession. Kind of peaks out, then we have a recession. Peaks out, we enter a recession. It peaks out, we have another recession. Kind of peaks out, we didn't quite have a recession. Peaks out, didn't quite have a recession until quite a bit later. And we kind of rolled down there. That's like the 1980s period. And then we kind of grew back up here, had another little relative peak, and then we had a recession. Um, had a little peak here, didn't have a recession for a little while. And then we kind of bottomed out here, which... You wouldn't have necessarily expected a recession, but we did. And we had a little peak inside the recession in the 2008, 2009 period. And then we bottomed out really low. And then we kind of came up here. And now we're showing that we're having, you know, relative, it's not like all time highs, uh, but we're having a relative high for the number of starts we have uh, for the last whatever this is, you know, going back all the way back to 1987. So back in the 70s, we were producing a lot of these five plus unit structures. And back in the '80s, you know, we were doing about half as much, maybe maybe a little bit more than half as much. You know, we were doing 900,000 um, five plus units uh, starts back in the nineteen early nineteen seventies, and then by the time we got into the '80s, we were doing about six hundred thousand, so not quite half, maybe two thirds. And then we dropped really far off. You know, the low here, besides the two thousand ten, right after the, that really big recession of real estate recession, there the really the low here was like nineteen ninety three, where we were only doing little over 100,000 five plus unit starts. And if you wonder to yourself, you know, where's all the inventory of these five plus units that we're looking for? And, and it shows in this chart that we've had a shortage of new construction, five plus units. And so you could see, I don't know, if I'm just eyeballing this for an average, you know, I, you know the more recent time I'd say probably is in this 300,000-ish range. But if you go back and you look at all the way back to nineteen. 69 or so, I'd probably bump it up to be closer to this, you know, 400, maybe maybe 450,000. So to have these starts be at, I don't know, just over 500,000, 520,000 or so right now for these five plus units doesn't seem that high. It's not like we went ridiculously high back to what we were doing in the seventies. It is a little bit above the average for what we've been doing, but we had what I would consider to be a relative shortage. You know, if we were used to producing What did I say here? You know, 400 to 500,000, sort of an average if you include these really high peaks here. You know, if we were used to producing between 400 and 500,000 of these five plus unit uh, properties, and for the last, whatever this has been, when was the last time we were up around 450? You know, back to 1988, somewhere in the 80s that we've been uh, kind of like underproducing the number of units we had there for a long time. Well, we obviously have a shortage of these units that, um, you know, people have wanted. I don't know if that's true, like economically, like if you go look at the number of sales that we had and seen a shortage, but it makes sense to me that if, you know, we were able to support this volume back in the 70s, that we kind of are underproducing what we need here. And I'll tell you, anecdotally, uh, a lot of clients have been asking me for multifamily properties for a very long time, and we've not been able to find a good enough flow of properties that make sense uh, for these clients to kind of consume. So maybe it is true in that way. Okay, so I guess what I was trying to point out here is um, we have a, uh, a strong number of starts for this. So if you're looking for like newer type five plus units, there's probably some inventory coming on, uh, but the completions are lagging here. So that's all I have to say about that. I was still in over time on this, but uh, I hope that was helpful for those of you that were interested in learning about housing starts. Uh, this has been James Orr with the Real Estate Finance Planner. Bye-bye for now. With home prices up, Mortgage interest rates up and rents up, but not quite enough to counteract the higher prices and interest rates. Cash flow on rental properties in Denton is harder than ever. Book a call with the Real Estate Financial Planner to apply our proprietary 88 strategies to improve cash flow on your rentals. See the show notes for a link to schedule your call and improve your cash flow today. If you're a real estate agent,